0: This is Goosebumps, The Haunted Car by R.L. Stein, chapters 18 and 19, starts on page 80. The next night after dinner, I was upstairs in my room talking to Steve on the phone. I could only stay on for 30 seconds, I told him. It's the new rule. I'm prisoner here in my own house. What's that about? Steve asked. It'll take too long to explain, I sighed. So you're in trouble, he asked. I'm grounded for life. Whoa, that's totally disturbing, Steve exclaimed. Why, what did you do? My parents think I stole the new car and then lied about it, I told him. Did you do it, he demanded. Did you really take the car out? Kind of, I replied. Then my kitchen timer rang. My 30 seconds were up. Have a nice life, I told Steve glumly. Then I hung up. I slammed the timer onto my desk. Mom had given it to me to time my phone calls. What can you say to someone in 30 seconds? It wasn't fair. The whole thing wasn't fair. I didn't do anything wrong. But no one would ever believe me about the car being haunted. Well... I suddenly remembered there was one person who would definitely believe me. I made my way down the hall to Todd's room. I heard him laughing in there. As I entered, I saw him leaning over his computer keyboard, staring into the monitor, playing a game. He turned away from the screen when he heard me enter. What's up? He asked brightly. Want to play me? I can't, I moaned. I'm not allowed to have any fun, remember?" He frowned. I never saw Mom and Dad so angry. I slumped down on the edge of Todd's bed. "'Do you believe me?' I asked him. "'Do you believe my story about the ghost in the car?' Todd nodded solemnly. "'Yes, of course I believe you,' he replied, his voice just above a whisper. "'And I know who the ghost is.' "'Huh?' I gasped. "'You do?' you know? He nodded again. I lurched across the room and grabbed him by the shoulders. Todd, tell me, I demanded. Who is it? Who is the ghost? Chapter 19. It's that new girl, Marissa, Todd said solemnly. I gaped at him. Excuse me? It's Marissa, he repeated. She's the one who was haunting the car. I laughed. That's totally crazy. I rolled my eyes. Why did I even ask you? I should have known you'd come up with something totally insane. It isn't crazy, Todd replied softly. He sat down at the other end of the bed and crossed his arms over his chest. She showed up here the same day as the car, right? And she always appears suddenly to let you out when the door sticks, right? I scratched my head. Yes, right, but that doesn't prove anything. How come she is always there, even in the middle of the night, Todd demanded? Because she is a ghost, because she haunts the car. I know it. That's totally dumb, I told him. Marissa is a real girl, not a ghost. She doesn't live in the car. She moved onto our street last week. I'll prove it to you. I jumped up, ran down the hall, and grabbed my cordless phone then I brought it back into Todd's room I punched in 411 hello? information? I'd like the phone number of the Medin family they just moved in on Scott's Landing Road his arms still tightly crossed Todd kept his eyes on me as I waited for the operator to find the number I could see he was tense he chewed his bottom lip "'I'm sorry,' the operator reported. "'There is no listing for Medin on Scott's Landing.' "'Oh,' I murmured. "'A chill ran down my back. "'I thanked her and clicked off the phone. "'Then I turned to Todd. "'Maybe they don't have their phone hooked up yet,' I said. "'I grabbed his arm and tugged him to his feet. "'Come on, let's go.' "'Huh? Go?' "'He pulled his arm free. "'Go where?' Let's go over to Marissa's house, I replied. I want to prove to you that she isn't a ghost. But but you're grounded, he sputtered. You're not allowed to leave the house, Mitchell. Mom and Dad are in the basement, I told him. Mom is helping Dad with some project he messed up. They'll be down there for hours. We'll be back before they notice we're gone. We sneaked downstairs and grabbed flashlights and our jackets. I could hear Mom and Dad down in the basement, arguing. They always yell at each other when they work together on one of Dad's projects. Todd and I crept out the front door. It was a cold, cloudy night. No moon or stars in the sky. We jogged past the car. It sat dark and empty in the driveway. No green glow. No ghosts grinning out at us from the front seat. We made our way to the street. Nearby, something scampered over the carpet of dead leaves on the ground. Probably a squirrel. Which house did she move into? Todd asked breathlessly. I pointed to the next block. The Faulkner's house, I said. You know, the run-down brick house with the big front porch falling down. The streetlight was out on the corner. Our flashlight beams danced over the dark pavement in front of us. It was a still, windless night. Nothing moved, nothing stirred. The Faulkner's house was the second on the block. I could see from the corner that all the lights were out. No car in the driveway. Maybe they go to bed early, I murmured. Our sneakers crunched over the dry brown leaves that covered the front yard. Keeping our flashlights on the ground, we made our way up to the front porch. The porch door was open hanging off its hinges. I could see a pile of newspapers inside and several crushed soda cans. See, Todd whispered, I told you no one lives here. You're wrong, I insisted. I moved to the front window. I grabbed the window ledge and raised myself up on tiptoe. dark in the living room, silent. I shone the flashlight through the dust-smeared window. Whoa, I murmured. No furniture, an overturned paint bucket on the floor, another pile of newspapers against one wall. What do you see, Todd demanded. Nothing, I said. I moved around to the side of the house. I raised the flashlight to a side window, a bedroom, empty, no furniture, No sign of life. I lowered the light and turned to Todd. No one lives here, I told him, shaking my head. Marissa lied. She lives in the car, Todd insisted. She haunts the car. I stared hard at him. Was he right? Was Marissa a ghost? How could I prove it to mom and dad? I turned and stared at the dark, empty house. A chill rolled down my spine. How could I prove to mom and dad that I was telling the truth? Suddenly, I had an idea.